I'm very grateful to be here with all of you uh, sharing this practice. I'm grateful to our teachers, to everyone who helped organize, who schlepped things from the city to Litchfield. That's a Zen term, schlepped. <laughs> who set everything up. I'm grateful to the Chidens who tend every altar several times a day. I'm grateful to Wisdom House for being our home away from home once again. As I walked around the other day, dusting the pictures, I realized that this place of cinder block and brick has been a refuge to group after group for over 60 years of people who in their own way wrestled with how to live in this world. And yet starting this session, I found that I had a lot of resistance. I was checking messages, responding to messages, thinking about loose ends at work, thinking about how Sarah would handle everything at home without me, thinking about our new puppy, which requires handling. I didn't have all of my usual obligations and distractions, but somehow I brought the energy of those distractions with me to Litchfield. It was wonderful to see everyone, but I felt unsettled, like I was going through the motions, like I wasn't fully present. In my day-to-day -day life, I've started noticing when I'm resistant to being present. It often happens when I'm feeling rushed and something is taking more time than I want, which triggers my impatience. In my day-to-day -day life, uh, a lot of my resistance and anger come from trying to do too many things. On days when there are only one or two things on the agenda, I find it easier to just do those things and appreciate the moments in between. But usually, I'm programmed to do, do, do from the morning until the evening. Session is designed to uncover our programming, our conditioned habitual mind. Our conditioning is strong and we carry it with us always. It's not just our conditioning. We carry our mother and father's conditioning with us and that of, our, of their parents before them. I was very close to my paternal grandfather, and I know that I carry a little bit of his craziness in me. We carry society's conditioning. Through our conditioning, we even distort what we hear from our teachers because we aren't ready to hear it yet. Whatever our conditioning is, we learned it at one point because it seemed like an important adaptation to the situations we found ourselves in. If our mother got angry when we cried, perhaps we learned not to cry. This is probably a common form of conditioning and one which isn't necessarily healthy. We learned not to touch a hot stove, a form of conditioning which is pretty useful. We learned how to take on responsibility and to work very, very hard to be responsible, perhaps even to the extent to which we're not taking care of ourselves or other aspects of our lives. For some reason, I learned that when I was in groups of people to feel insecure 
and to withdraw. We bring all of our conditioning to session and face it when we face the wall. We face it when we get up from the cushion. We face it in kinhin. And yet, as our Shuso said, if we follow the schedule and are gentle with ourselves, Seshin will do its work. As it says in the Komyozo Zanmai, don't be pulled around by states of mind or objects. Don't push away the arising of thoughts or crave them. Stably, calmly, practice Shikantaza, just sitting. Just sitting. Sounds like the easiest thing in the world to do, but it takes effort. I mentioned the 10,000 labors that brought us here. But once we're here, we're not done. We have to get to the cushion. We have to sit up straight and attend to the body and mind that we have, aches and all, insecurities and all. The magic of Sashin, though, is that if we commit to the practice and don't hold back, it wears down our resistance. At some point, we just can't hold that tension any longer, and something changes. We return to the breath again and again. We check our posture. We notice the tension in our jaw or shoulders and relax them for the thousandth time. We notice our insecurities for the millionth time and they open our hearts. We hear the sound of the bell, and we get up. We see our habitual mind, and we're able to let go just a little. We begin to enjoy the simple practice of walking in Kinhin. We appreciate a quiet lunch with our fellow Sangha members around us, eating quietly. We don't have to do anything. We simply need to rediscover how to not do, how to not think, how to be aware, how to trust. So when I'm home and, or at work um, or doing errands, um, I don't always give myself the space to connect with how I'm feeling or with others around me. The business of my life fills the frame. It becomes the most important thing. This is why intensive practice during session, at home, throughout Ango are so important. For most of our life, we see the yang side of things, active, engaged, discriminating. When we take care of the business of our lives, we read the newspaper, we take out the trash, we worry about the rent increase, we talk to our doctor. It's very easy to get cut up, caught up in whatever's going on, to get angry because we're trying to do too much. When we see the relative world of good and bad, hot and cold, we're seeing only one side. During session, we allow our minds to settle. Suddenly, the other side, the yin side, quiet, receptive, starts to come into focus. 
I've been reading a book by David Brazier, The Dark Side of the Mirror, in which he examines the Genjo Koan. Brazier points out that Dogen uses the illusion of the dark side of a mirror or a reflection in a pool of water. You can look at a pool of water and see the reflection of the trees and the moon in it. Then your perspective shifts and suddenly you see beneath the surface of the water, the dark rocks at the bottom of the pond. It's the same pond, but your perspective has shifted. This is how it is when dropping body and mind. When you see forms or hear sounds fully engaging body and mind, you grasp things directly. Unlike things in their reflections in the mirror, and unlike the moon and its reflection in the water, when one side is illuminated, the other is dark. When one side is illuminated, the other is dark. The way that our minds work, we can't see both perspectives, the relative and the absolute, at the same time, even though both are present, the reflection in the surface of the pond and the rocks below the surface. We chant, within light there is darkness, but do not try to understand that darkness. Within darkness there is light, but do not look for that light. This is why we practice, to allow us to see the identity of the relative and the absolute. In mathematics, uh, an identity relation says that one mathematical expression A and another mathematical expression B are equal. They equate to the same value regardless of the values of the variables that are substituted. The relative is the absolute. Our discriminating mind, with all its doubts and insecurities, is the Buddha mind. This assembly is the Buddha's assembly. Everything in our lives is a part of the great whole, including our imperfections, our aging body, our distractedness, our attachments, our conditioning. This is why we practice. It's also why enlightenment isn't the thing that you get. It's something that you allow by dropping your ideas, by stopping gra grasping, by accepting yourself, by getting over yourself. Then, when the mud starts to settle, we see the world around us without cluttering it with our projections, our needs, and our fantasies. In the Genja Koan, Gadogan said, to carry yourself forward and experience myriad things is delusion. That myriad things come forth and experience themselves is awakening. To carry yourself forward is a delusion. This is how I started Sashin, self-conscious, distracted. I was living the delusion that, oh, as a 20-year Zen student, I was supposed to have a certain type of experience. The myriad things coming forth and experiencing themselves is awakening. Dropping body and mind, 
dropping myself, allows us to experience things just as they are. Allows us to experience our mind just as it is. So how do we do this? Well, we can't make ourselves drop body and mind. That's like telling someone who's tense and stressed out, just let go. They can't. What they can do, and probably better advice, is take a deep breath, then another, then another. Just trust in the Dharma that we are okay without doing anything special. So how do we do this? Dogen tells us to study the Buddha way is to study the self. Think about what you're doing when you sit down on the cushion, studying the self, noticing your attachments, your suffering, the rough spots when the wheel doesn't turn smoothly, as Gesho so eloquently put it. And then to study the self is to forget the self. It's a natural consequence of wholehearted practice. It may not be an earth-shattering experience. You might not even notice it at all. Ordinary life fits the absolute like a box in its lid. To be actualized by the myriad things. When actualized by myriad things, your body and mind, as well as the bodies and minds of others, drop away. Our awareness, our mind, is the jewel mirror of awareness, reflecting what it sees perfectly, without distortion. Kuunejo calls it luminosity. From the highest heaven to the deepest hell, all realms are illuminated perfectly. This awareness that we practice contains the highest heaven and the deepest hell. It contains the simple pleasure of wading into the swimming pool after a walk in the sun. It also contains the reality of climate change and the distress of the trees in day after day of 100 degree weather. It contains delusion upon delusion in our body politic. And it contains the daughters of wisdom and the bodhisattvas of the village Zendo, who create a home away from home for a week of retreat. Holding it all in our awareness allows us to live lives of wisdom and compassion. Coming to Sashin, or practicing deeply at home, is like walking through a field of grass covered in the morning dew. You're out walking, and after you've walked for a while, you discover that your legs are wet. You went for a walk, and now find that you're saturated with the water of the Dharma. You are a child of the awakened ones, so sit calmly in your own seat. Just practice this just sitting of shikantaza. Do not waste time. This is the complete practice 
of the treasure of luminosity. This is inconceivable freedom.